Welcome to Technicity Daily Market Report for April the 29th, 2022. This daily podcast is where we discuss the day's market conditions for stocks, forex, and crypto so that you can make better informed decisions leading to more successful investing. My name is Stephen Reza and I'm joined by my friend, day trader and author Fessel Khan for today's market update. Good morning, Fessel. How are you? Morning. I'm good, Reza. How are you? Good, thank you. How are the markets looking? So, markets are on the edge as usual. Oh, wow. And then, no, I mean literally on the edge because they're sort of flat. I think it's the last trading day of the month. But uh, let's uh, quickly take a look at what happened yesterday. Uh, It was a huge rally. Kind of expected in the sense that we have had extreme sort of weakness in stocks this month and there was going to be some kind of technical rebound at some point and I think that that was it. I mean I wouldn't advise bulls to get too excited right now because (laughs) one day doesn't really define a trend. It has to be a trend is supposed to last for a few weeks and months right so it's still a one-day rally. Good to see that it happened because stocks were under pressure so I think some buy the dip investors came came in and swooped some bargain stocks there. Also, it was helped by good earnings from Meta platforms, which kind of lifted the Nasdaq. It shot up 3.1%. Dow rose 1.9%, and S&P gained 2.5% yesterday. Overall, the for the month, Dow is down 2.2%. S&P is lower by 5.4%, and Nasdaq is on track to record its worst month since March of 2020, down 9.5%. Heading into today's trading, obviously these numbers are going to change after today's trading, but the broader trend looks pretty evident that it was weakness in stocks. So what happened after the bell yesterday was Amazon and Apple, two big techs, reported earnings. Although Apple beat earnings expectations, that, that was a good sign, but it did predict that the supply constraints amid China COVID restrictions that are taking place right now would cost the company $4 billion to $8 billion in revenue during this quarter, which obviously is going to translate into weakness going forward. Obviously, looking deeper into the, the earnings, investors were not that happy because mm-hmm. that's going to have an effect on the earnings going forward. Amazon, on the other hand, lost money for the first quarter, and it posted its slowest revenue growth on record, which was about 7.7%, I think. Imagine 7.7% being the slowest wow. growth on record. Yeah. And <laughs> not, not a, yeah, still not terrible, but. Not, not terrible, but considering what, how the, how the e-commerce giant has performed in the pandemic, especially because it became kind of a necessary thing for every household go to go to place that kind of caused both stocks to slip in trade more so amazon than uh, than apple and i'll look at the numbers after i get done with this elon musk sold about four billion dollars worth of tesla stock yesterday and that put pressure on that company's stock and that was kind of the expectation since yeah, uh, Musk had promised his own equity that he would use to buy out Twitter, and that's probably part of that equation that happened there. Investors obviously weren't happy when hmm. the CEO pulls out that kind of money, but I think maybe that's just a knee-jerk reaction and nerves would settle down eventually. So Tesla is up almost 6% as we speak in the market open. 
although the general market is weaker. Amazon, on the other hand, which bummed out investors, is trading considerably lower, is down almost 12% right now. Apple is just about flat. So just as they're pretty much reflecting the earnings which came out, all three of them. Um, Actually, Tesla, I said, was a knee-jerk reaction, so it has turned higher again. Amazon is probably the weakness is probably going to persist for now till investors realize how much dent is going to cause the company going right. forward and Apple is the darling of the investor so it's it's probably going to turn around too looking at some of the other notable movements let's look at oil so oil is heading for its longest run of monthly gains since early 2018 it's right now trading at $107.12 this bullish sentiment was fueled by a possible talks of an oil embargo by the European Union against Russia that could bring an end to their EU purchasing oil from the country. And since Germany, which is the biggest part of the EU equation, has said that it's not going to block any oil embargo, it looks a real possibility and that's putting upward pressure on the on oil right now. Looking at the daily chart, support right now lies at $104.60, long as that is in place it should move towards $108 and $109.20 in extension. So as long as that, that support hold, this was the previous resistance actually. So it's a resistance turned support right now. We were in a nice bullish channel on the daily chart and it continues to move up. Looking at gold daily chart here and it has bounced off uh, from the support as we talked about yesterday which was around 1880 it's trading at 1908 right now the larger bullish trend is still in play continues uh, the trajectory still looks towards the upside i would be looking for gold to hit the next level which it almost already did it was 1925 and then next one i would be looking at would be 1960 but as long as that 1880 or thereabout holds on the daily chart it looks nicely to the upside and the bullish momentum continues nice we move on to the dollar index which is a basket of currencies against the greenback and it no no surprise it continues its upwards trajectory at a 20-year high it has kind of weakened a little bit from yesterday it's trading at 103.22 right now but still way up there so the high it touched yesterday was 103.85 so not much in the the way of correction euro did bounce off the lows but against it looking at the daily chart it looks more like a dead cat bounce to me or Mm. technical rebound more than any meaningful correction that i would see right now it did climb one percent yesterday but on on obviously with with the stock sentiment uh, the bullish stock sentiment that we saw and the huge rally that we saw kind of lifted the risk currencies yesterday, including the commodity currencies and euro too. But as I said, it was much more muted. So it uh, rebounded to its resistance, which which is the daily resistance right now at 105.90. It hit that and it has turned lower again and significantly lower again. So we don't Mm. see much of a correction in the dollar index right now, which has advanced, by the way, 7% since the beginning of the year outpacing many assets from stocks to bonds to gold to bitcoin so that's kind of a surprise no kidding yeah uh, imagine dollar being 
giving you the most returns or the year. <laughs> <laughs> might have bought just USD on, on 1st January rather than anything else, eh? Yeah. If you could look in the, into that crystal ball, but... That's it. We're trying. We're really trying. But... We're trying. We're really trying. <laughs> 7% advance for the year, strongest level in almost 20 years. And uh, with the kind of sentiment in stocks, sour sentiment in stocks that we have seen recently, not surprising that uh, dollar index is behaving that way or the greenback is is behaving that way against uh, all the other currencies. With that, in effect, let's quickly also look at what USDJPY is doing because it took off yesterday. It has kind of, again, some kind of correction in USDJPY from 131.25 on the high of 131.25 from yesterday. It has weakened to 130 right now. But again, looking at the daily chart, it just looks more like a, a correction than any any meaningful or trend reversal or anything. Right now, the resistance is at 130.75. So it's, it's trading well below that right now. Plus, it's the end, end, end of the month. So there might be some repositioning of, of assets that happen at the end of end of the month. So it's probably that weakness that, that's happening right there. But keep in mind that resistance. If it does continue to weaken, it could come down to 129.50 and 129.10, which is actually the previous resistance. And even if it does weaken to that level, uh, 129.10 should hold. It, it, it looks like a strong support. Uh, on the daily chart. Looking towards commodities, USD CAD reversed yesterday on strong stocks. It hit a, an earlier low of 127.20 but has rebounded from there and it's trading at 127.60. So the support for USD CAD right now is 127.15 and it should be looking to hit 127.95 next. Uh, if that support holds. Surprisingly, Australian dollar and the New Zealand dollar are much more weaker than the USD, USD CAD. I think oil might have something to do with that since oil jumped yesterday and the last few days. That's why we were we saw the kind of strength in USD CAD along with the strength in stocks. So, but it's it's reversing reversing hard right now as we speak. So we'll we'll see how how the bullish trend that we have seen reasserts itself, or if there is any trend reversal change in in the medium term. But it looks like it's reversing towards its uh, bullish trend that we have seen recently. Let's see what cryptos are doing. Fidelity Investments, which is the biggest provider of retirement plans in the U.S has become the first major retirement plan provider to allow participants in f in the 401k plans, the retirement plans they have in U.S. to include cryptocurrency in their portfolios. That's fantastic news. That's a pretty significant move and a pretty fantastic one. For sure. That just another step towards the mainstream adoption and another step which shows that digital assets are here to stay. Yeah, certainly. And then as they begin to integrate deeply in, into the into the legacy financial system, as we see now, Fidelity said its uh, workplace digital assets account will let employees choose Bitcoin as one of their investment options. Mm -hmm. It also added that business intelligence application software MicroStrategy has signed up as the first company to take part in that 
new DAA. So that's uh, significant news. That is. Yeah, pension plans are a huge, huge source of funding for any investment vehicle. So that's uh, a significant change in attitude from, like you say, the legacy systems to not only acknowledge cryptocurrencies and, and digital assets, but to actually make them integrated into their their ecosystem and allow their their clients the option. Well, that's very nice to see. Yeah, because I don't think they they would have done this willingly because I, 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 I had been hearing that a lot of uh, investors wanted this to happen and they wanted to have a choice of uh, having some portion of their portfolio retirement or otherwise to be invested in Bitcoin. And yeah, since Bitcoin is kind of considered as a long-term investment, it probably makes sense, and mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's what what's happened here. So good news there. Uh, not so much price-wise. Yesterday we saw uptick in nice green candles both in Bitcoin and Ethereum as Nasdaq moved up. It quickly reversed this morning, and it reversed even before the futures were were going lower. It it kind of reversed uh, well before that, and that weakness is still persisting. There are lower highs in place for both Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin is currently trading at 38.9K after making a lower high at 40.3K. And it's in a bearish channel on the daily chart right now. And Ethereum is doing pretty much the same things. Posted a lower high of 29.80 and trading at 28.50. If the weakness in NASDAQ persists and they replicate that move, which they have done in the recent past, I'll be looking at 28.04 for Ethereum, 38.145 for Bitcoin uh, as next levels lower. On the upside, 40.6K is still holding, so somehow it needs to overtake that. Bitcoin needs to overtake that. And that same level on the Ethereum chart would be 30.10 thereabouts. So uh, that they continue to grind lower, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, and most of the other cryptos as we see in the top 20, all of them are pretty much in red except Bitcoin and Ethereum, actually, the other ones are posting double-digit losses. So $1.78 trillion in market cap and 41.7% is the Bitcoin market dominance. And we hope they turn up sometimes today or over the weekend. And that's the market wrap for you. Thanks for your insights, Fessel. I appreciate this concise overview of all the major market moves for today. It's the end of the week and the end of the month, so let's hope May comes in even stronger. Oh, May needs to be stronger after this month. (laughs) (laughs) For all the assets except US dollar. No kidding. Thank you for listening. Please join us again on Monday for more up-to-the-hour market conditions. In the meantime, check out Fessel's work on Twitter at FKLivesToLearn and on StockTwits at Trade underscore Nut and on Medium.com. Happy trading, everyone, and have a great weekend. Thank you so much, and happy trading, everyone, and hoping that you have a better next month of trading.